Let's return to the report into the Maori Health Authority that we discussed with the Prime Minister yesterday. Now, the Health Minister's office weren't happy with what was said, apparently, despite the fact I was quoting from the report. So we invited Asia Beryl on. They declined. They preferred to um, spend their day moaning in the background on the phone to us. But anyway, they kept telling us, ring Penny, ring Penny, ring Penny Henare. He's your man for the job. So Associate Health Minister Penny Henare is with us. Very good morning. Kia good morning. Have you read the report? I sure have. You disappointed? No, not at all. In fact, I'm encouraged by it. It shows areas where, like any good business, we've got to focus on uh, and areas where we are making good progress. Why was it sat on by Asia Beryl for so long? Look, I think um, as we came into the one-year anniversary of um, Te Whati Water and Te Akawhai Water, uh, there were things that we needed to consider to make sure that uh, we um, could put in an, uh, an action plan to, to address the matters that were um, described in the report, and that's what we did. We took the time to do that. Why was half the board sacked? Uh, half the board haven't been sacked, and in fact, when the appointments were made, uh, the first round of board appointments were always for an interim. Uh, and one other resigned um, because of other business opportunities that presented themselves for them. Uh, so uh, I refute that. So, that when, well, when you say they, they were there for an interim period, if they were brilliant, they would have been reappointed, wouldn't they? And yet they weren't. Well, some were, uh, weren't reappointed because um, at the time uh, when we first put in the interim board, it was about the establishment of the organisation uh, as, as the establishment got underway. Uh, like any good governance board, it required different skill sets and we continue to monitor those skill sets and feel we've got the right leadership there for this phase of the journey. It's inability to put in place the necessary level of capability and capacity to progress its key functions has hampered its performance. Do you accept that? Uh, I do accept parts of that argument. And the fact is that when we've looked towards uh, recruiting the skills, we've, we've looked towards making sure that the skill sets are there in order to achieve the objectives, it hasn't always been easy. And this was, you know, in the face of a lot of challenges, not just across the health sector, but across you know, employment opportunities in this country, record low unemployment and a white-hot labour market have meant that, you know, we haven't always been able to get the skills there at the time we needed them, but I'm confident that in building Te Aka that those pieces are falling into place. Well, when you say the skills, it wasn't the skills. That was one of the criticisms, which is where allegedly we got into trouble with the Prime Minister yesterday. You were hiring Māori because they were Māori, not because they had any skills. No, you see, I, I refute that um, claim. It was clear when we started the establishment of Te Aka that there was a transition of people into uh, Te Aka Order to get the work underway. And currently, as it stands, just over 20% of the workforce that Te Aka Order identifies non-Māori. But it says this, discretionary choices made by the board and or executive have detracted from the delivery of its core functions, a key example related to staff transfers. The prime focus was on acquiring Maori personnel and teams instead of strategically targeting core capability and requirements and staff with the necessary skills and experience. You were going for race, not skills. No, I disagree with that. Um, so what they're wrong. Know is that what we know is that there are specialist skills in the Māori health sector that were required into uh, Te Aka Whaiora, but as I pointed out earlier, I also know too that for many of the Māori and um, specialist skills across the entire health sector, it was a high competitive job market for them and they were found in, uh, in other places, they were, had opportunities elsewhere. 
Uh, and what we did to enable the establishment of Te Aka Whaiora was get the work underway. Right. So are they wrong in making the statement I just read out? No, no, look, the HMAC report, report we stand by, and I've got no... So they're right? No, I've got no challenge with that. You what just I've did. Been, what I've always been clear on, though, is the reason and the rationale for why the transfer of those, transfer of those jobs were there, and also the reason why we initiate a report like this, to continue to see where we can improve. Yeah, but this is where we're, we're getting into trouble. I'm giving you a quote from the report, and you're arguing with it, and then you're not arguing with it. The, the, the quote is just transparently clear. They were hiring people on race, not on skills. No, I, 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 I disagree with that, and the reason I well, disagree with... Well, hold on. You, 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 can't, you said you disagreed, but when I challenged you, you said you don't disagree. Do you disagree well, because, or no, not? No, 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 hear me out here. I, I stand by the report but I'm going to make it very clear that the specialist skills required for the establishment of the Māori Health Authority, I'm satisfied that the people that were put in there to uh, initiate the establishment of the Māori Health Authority were the right people. Furthermore, from there, the organisation has grown, more specialist skills have come on board, the recruitment policies of Te Aka I stand by, and which is why we have these reports, to make sure we can continue to progress. But the recruitment policies that you stand by are criticised in the report because you hired on race, not skills. No, no, no. no. I'm very clear. That no, no. Yes, yes, order. yes. Because I've quoted I'm, you I'm the report. I'm quoting I'm, you the report. I'm not making this up. I, I, I've read the report, and I'm, I'd argue I've read it a lot more times than you, my friend. Yeah, I only I'm read it once, clear. to be fair. So if you want a contest, uh, but I'm, I, I'm reading the words in the report, and it says you hired on race, not skill. And, and I'm, and I'm responding to you that Tiaka Faiora in their response to me was very clear that within the establishment of a Māori health authority, of course, we look towards the skill set we need, and much of those skill sets actually sat within the Māori community. And that's why many of those people were transferred into, this, into the roles that we needed them to undertake. Um, but I can, as I've already mentioned, the uh, uh, appointment processes and the um, equal employment opportunities policy that Te Aka have are consistent across the public sector and other places of work. Okay. While I've got you, Prezi cards for Māori pregnant women, racist or not? No, it's not racist. And the reason I say that is because of uh, the um, the fact that Māori uh, access to health services and healthcare just hasn't been there in the past. A simple $50 investment in a Prezi card... What, well, 100 because you get two of them? Well, it's seen an exponential lift in engagement from pregnant mama, from pregnant mums. Healthy pregnant mums make for healthy pregnant babies, and uh, healthy babies, I should say, sorry. Yeah. And I'm quite clear that that means that that investment is an investment well made. So what if you're a pregnant mum who's not accessing health care because you're not up to much in life, but you happen to not be Maori and you don't get a Prezi card? How does that work? There are lots of healthcare services that are out there, and I'm quite clear that many of the Māori health providers that provide specific healthcare for pregnant Māori mums also provide that same care. Yes, they do for um, for for non-Māori mums. Which exactly. I know so they what do we're agreeing on, we're accessing the same healthcare, except under race-based systems, one of them gets a Prezi card or two Prezi cards, one doesn't. No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that. The investment in making sure that pregnant mums are healthy uh, and pregnant Māori mums are healthy is a good one. The return on investment is exponential, in my opinion. Couldn't agree more. And, but... and, and so for if you're a pregnant mum 
say, and I'll use the Bay of Islands in the north as an example, the largest health provider there is a Māori health provider, and they provide these services for everybody. Uh, and it's just that, That's not yeah. the debated point. Providing a service isn't the debated point. The debated point is that you can get something different because of your race, and that's racist. Uh, no, no, the, no, no. The debate is the investment that we put in healthy mums and the outcomes we get from that. We get healthy pregnant mums and healthy babies through an engagement like that. What COVID-19 showed us, and it wasn't just for the Māori community, was that there was a lack of trust in the health services that were available as we went out and rolled out the immunisation uh, sorry, the vaccination program across the country, we realised that, you know what, a lot of people don't access these services, both Māori and non-Māori. Exactly. And the point through... And you want everyone through, to access the service, don't you? Of course we do. Exactly. Of course we do. So, but for Māori, you give them something more than non-Māori, which is racist. Well, because, well, because if we look at Māori and non-Māori, the accessibility to health services for non-Māori far outweighs uh, the statistics... Well, not according to you in the Bay of Islands... And, well, no, the point is, and the evidence is all there, and I'm happy to roll off some of those statistics. The point is that Māori don't access the health services like non-Māori, and that's just a fact. And so in order to bring them in, uh, I think a $50 investment, or as you pointed out, a $100 investment, is a good investment to have a healthy pregnant mum and a healthy baby. All right, appreciate your time very much. Penny Henry. I quite enjoyed that, to be honest. He's a pleasant enough bloke, and I think we can all agree to disagree. And if you're listening in Aisha Verrill's office, uh, please do not ring us again today whining about your various issues around what was said and what was said. You heard what I said. I am quoting the report. I'm quoting the report today the same way I was quoting the report to the Prime Minister yesterday. And I suppose having now talked to two people about it and got into a dissertation, you could make up your own mind. 13 away from 8. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.